Right. Welcome everybody. Nice to see everyone. Um, it's another Wednesday night. Uh, the idea of non-duality. That the understanding is really of duality and to have a feeling that everything is asked backwards really it's just uh the old thing we used to say many of us have spent a lot of time trying to get in what we're not out of and trying to get out of what we're not in <laughs> yeah <laughs> We try to get out of the thinking, the thinking, the thoughts as the thinker, yet the, the thinker is a production of the thoughts, yeah. That's the feeling to have. I, it's a strong one where you see that you're already at the dinner, but you're seated, you're facing the wrong way, not the wrong way, another way, and you're looking at the kitchen door yeah, wondering what's coming, and then you're already at the meal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. So I felt I walked into non-duality. I heard about it in Berkeley, California. A lady in East Europe, Neelam, she spoke very low. I didn't know what she, I couldn't even hear her. There was only a few people in a park. It was too loud. But I sensed something already, yeah, just by sitting there. So I went back and then we went inside. I still couldn't hear her well, but I still sensed this something. And then uh, that got me going. And then I picked up a book by uh, a guy named Ramesh Bausakar, Who Cares? And uh, I liked how he explained it. And his, his I'm going to take a, a liberty, but his main thrust was to look at being the doership yeah to see if there was a doer or not and then i went to see some other people some of them i really liked some of them i didn't really like that much i didn't feel that much and then uh the bug bit me and i decided to go to india to see ramesh just to see him because he was 85 years old i think at the time i didn't know how long he was going to be living and so i went to india to Bombay, I saw him, and uh, when you were new there, there was people, you'd meet outside his building, and he was up on the third floor, I think. There'd be about 10 or 15 people waiting, and around nine o'clock, you could go up, and there would be a guy who I liked, who took me under his wing, a guy, an Indian guy named Murti, and at that day anyway, and he was asking if anyone knew was there. And I said, yes. He says, well, you're going to sit in a chair facing Ramesh because he's pretty much tired of talking to all these people. He needs some new blood to get excited. So I said, all right. So and everyone who was new was put in this position. So we got up there. I sat down and uh, I had forgotten all this, but someone sent me a video of it a couple of years ago. And I said, watch this video. And I usually don't when people send me videos. <laughs> I don't watch them. But they said, really watch this, Paul. So I watched it and I heard a voice and it was my voice talking with him. And uh, 
first he would always check out if you were okay, like you had a place to stay. And this is a very important point to me. Had a place to stay, you, you know, you have food and everything's all right. Yeah, because I don't feel, I feel sometimes people are hungry or, or ravenous and they look at non-duality uh, from a, of uh, trying to get an advantage, the head is. And I see that doesn't work well, yeah? Like if you took advantage of something else, it would probably work. But if you're looking at non-duality like a, an addict and you want to just get some relief as Paul, not from Paul, but as Paul, I don't see it working well. And I heard, I, in hindsight, I see that's how he presented it. He was making sure you had a place to stay, everything was cool. So you didn't have all these you know, preoccupations so that you could hear it maybe. So he started talking about, do you have a, do you have a place to live in America? I go, yeah. And he says, do you jo I have a job? I go, yeah, I paint houses. So he says, all right, let's talk about, uh, and it was just imagery. He said, let's talk about the impersonal presence and the personal presence. Let's say the personal presence would be masqueraded as Paul and the impersonal presence, yeah, everything or nothing, however you want to see it. And he says, okay, so when you go leave home, your home to go to work, do you keep remembering that you have a home? Do you keep chanting, I have a home, I have a home, I have a home while you're at work? No, you know you have a home. You may not be there, but you know you have one. So he says, the idea of the impersonal presence, of the personal presence chanting that it's the impersonal presence is just remembering the personal presence, yes? The impersonal presence being, the personal presence being the impersonal presence, when it keeps chanting, I'm the impersonal presence, that's not fortifying the fact that it's the impersonal presence. It's being used to reinforce the personal presence. Yes? You see it? This is a thing. So that's why I feel non-duality is, uh, you know, it's like that desert tortoise. The coyote wants to get at the food. It shrinks itself in. And it, the coyote, being much wiser than most of us, gets it, it's not going to get any meat, and it leaves, yeah? <laughs> but people keep trying to get it. <laughs> they think they're going to get it one day. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, well, so... Uh, this idea of non-duality in my, this is just from how it came through here. And uh, first I looked at it from the way I looked at everything else. Yeah, I looked at non-duality like I looked at Buddhism and I looked at the Course of Miracles. I looked like I was gonna do something that was gonna get me some non-duality. <laughs> I was gonna understand this. And if I understood it, that was like as good as being it. Yeah, if I understand it. Yeah. And so I went on that course, but it was very quickly obvious that non-duality was a different uh, animal. Yeah. And that non-duality, when I was listening to it and sitting there, 
I could feel almost the misunderstandings coming up, yeah, that I lived in. I could feel them almost. They started rubbing me and stuff. And, uh, and I realized what these people are saying and what I'm sensing, not thinking, but sensing, was bringing a lot of shit out of the weeds, yeah, that I usually didn't see, yeah. They started to rise up and I got it to see these insane ideas that I just took as ordinary, yeah. And that's what I love about the non-duality understanding. It's really an understanding that illuminates the misunderstandings, yeah. Because you don't want to be left holding the bag with an understanding, yeah. So it it's used to to uh, reveal the misunderstandings, and when the misunderstandings are are seen as not yours, and their f their their influence wanes, the need of an understanding becomes less and less because you are what you're trying to understand. Yeah, so the understanding has a per, has a a point and a purpose, but it's not an infinite purpose and an infinite point. It has a point and a purpose to bring out the misunderstandings, and then there's a negation of being the one who has those misunderstandings, and then basically your understanding has done its job, or the understanding, and now you have a sense of being what you are, and in a way, when that sense progresses in times you seem to get dumber in a way <laughs> concerning understandings and stuff yeah i mean you just uh you become more like that childlike character that jesus would talk about you thought not childish but childlike you really uh you don't you don't have an inquiring mind anymore you're just certain things have been put to rest and uh you know, the, the the call for vigilance and alertness has dropped and you're just here because you can't be anywhere else. Yeah. So there's not fighting what you can't get out of and it's not trying to get into what you can't. No, it's not fighting what you can't be out of. Yeah, whatever. I lost it. But it's it's like an opposite thing. You're trying to get out of what, you, what you're not in, and you're trying to get into what you're not out of, yeah. So that becomes, starts to become clear, yes? And then you're, you find yourself, because you never were facing the other way at the dinner, you find yourself at the dinner, which is now and here, and you're engaged with here and now, yeah. <laughs> That's it, all day, yeah. So, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so the idea of how I've seen it, I'm a real believer in uh, Wei Wu Wei, I never met him or anything, but I like how he uh, put the very clear understanding out about the negative way as the only possibility, which is negating what seems to be so from what so so that when when what seems to be so is negated it doesn't uh engender any drive to find out what is so because it's obvious you've seen what isn't so from what so yes where most shit if you got if you stopped something it, there would still be a further going somewhere else in this case 
there's a recognition and then there's no going anywhere else yeah yeah it's sort of like you've done all you can do, <laughs> you can do which is see what you're not the activities that imply it and basically that's that you, there's not a turnaround and you then you run the other way and you do the same climbing a ladder and reaching great heights like you would as what you're not in a spiritual search. That's not what occurs, I don't feel. What occurs is a disarming and uh, a, lot of, a lot of the fight and a lot of the defiance and rebelliousness of uh, the mental state gets sort of uh, subdued. In other words, the, the, the bronco isn't kicking the side of the wall in the barn anymore. It's just sort of grazing and doing whatever. And uh, yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of qualities when a lot of that shit stops. There's a lot of possibilities when a lot of that urge or drive stops that aren't available when that urge and drive is taken to be us. You just miss a lot when you're looking for shit. Yeah, you do. And so when there's this, when the, the looking for what you are as what you're not stops it does it doesn't stop but your uh your engagement with it as a real thing stops yeah it's a it's not a volitional act it keeps mechanical it keeps doing it but you're not doing it that's it's just that simple it keeps doing it but you're not doing it. yeah when that starts uh it's all that drive that goes along with that stops you see a whole lot more and you're available like in recovery you know you enjoy peace of mind you have the ability to enjoy peace of mind you know serenity and comprehend uh peace stuff like that yeah now it's hard to say to tell someone who's moving or when you're speaking to the selfing uh it's impossible because the selfing can't entertain anything without its presence yeah it oh you're always included that's why the party sucks when you get there you're always included in the selfing this idea of what you're not but when you've seen it from somewhere other than the mental activity uh we did it yesterday with some group uh, knocking on heaven's door i always liked it where the guy uh he's been wanting to go to heaven for a while he's done what he thought he needed to do he's been nice and helpful to people and did service meditated has done a lot of you know uh mea culpas retreats and he feels like he's pretty solid he should you know it's like he he feels like he aced the entrance again exam and it's just a formality now so he goes to heaven's door and he knocks on it and uh, the door swings open like immediately, which is sort of disconcerting. And there's God. And he looks at God and he says, God, uh, can I come in? And God goes, Paul can't come in. So then he walks back and he's a little upset because do I need to do more? How much more can I do? But he goes back onto it and he has now he's been to seven continents and then kissed every master in five of those continents and, you know, not kiss, but the feet. He did everything. So now he feels like, oh, this is, I'm in, you know? So he goes up to the door, knocks on it, and 
God's right there, and God and he says, God, can I come in? And God says, Paul can't come in. So now he gets really dejected, and he says, screw all this, and he gets loaded, and he's fornicating and doing tons of shit. And he's, get, you know, one day he's uh, he's drunk near the river, and he falls in. And as he's he, he gets taken by the current, and he washes up on the shore right near heaven's door, and uh, something happens as he steps, as he, you know, rises from the water and he knocks on the door and there it is it opens immediately again and god's there and he goes god can i come in and god says paul can't come in and then he walks right in yeah he finally got it it wasn't a personal denial from god god was just stating a fact jim mike paul cannot come in yeah as soon as he realized god wasn't talking to him but just stating a fact he walked right in Yes, that's sort of what the that's sort of what happens in a way. What seems to be forbidden or put off in time or far from thee, in one condition, when you see you're not that activity, it's right available now. Yeah, with no thought or effort on your part. Yeah, the requirements are on Paul's side. There was no requirement to enter. He, God was just stating a fact. The imaginary Paul can't come in. Yeah? As soon as that was cleared up, everything else got clearer. Yeah? When that's not cleared up, you're trying to become clearer all day. You're trying to grab clarity and reach clarity. But you can be super clear about tons of stuff, but not be clear about this identification as self. Where I'm much, to me, the real value is seeing what you're not. And then, you know, I'm not clear where I left my keys. You know, I'm like fucking stumbling and bumbling most of the day. But I'm very clear about one fact, which is what I'm not. Yeah. And that seems to carry me through a lot of shit. It does pretty well. So uh, if I can be helpful to anyone, not about non-duality, but about the warnings of how the mental state arises so quickly and, and, and implants itself before everything. And we live from an interpretation of and as self. Yeah. We become affected completely by time when we're a timeless nothing. Yeah. It just blows your mind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's share and see what happens. And yeah. I'm going to, I'll just keep coming until something tells me not to. But uh, I haven't heard from that, uh, you know, quite a while. <laughs> Maybe he forgot the seat assignment. I don't know. Or she did or it did. But uh, yeah. So, you know, I was with some people. Uh, no, I don't want to go there. So, hey, yeah, let's open it up. Anybody want to raise their hands? Craig. Craig? Oh, Craig May. Yes, Craig May. Hey there. How you doing? Good, so I good. Just wanted, I just wanted to... Um, 
um, express my appreciation and gratitude for what you do here because the way it comes through you and the way it's expressed in such an unpretentious and down-to-earth way, it's really given me a couple of serious, serious fucking whacks. I mean, when you're, when you're really firing on this thing and you're riffing on it and you're shooting off all those arrows, a couple of those things just went fucking straight past Craig and they, they fucking thumped into something, you know, like back here. Yeah. I felt like uh, I got a little peek behind the curtain, you know, and that mental empire, it started to crumble. It started to come down. And I love the way you refer to um, uh, the mental state or the mental activity as a parasite or a parasitical movement because that's exactly what it is. It's, it's as though once it's been seen through that it's, it feels almost ashamed or embarrassed and it, it cowers away and like hides under a rock or something, you know. Mm. It bides yeah. its time, you know. It bides its time and it comes back at you. It usually waits, you know, it's a sly little bastard. And it usually waits until you're feeling, you know, you're in that sort of vulnerable state. You're feeling a little insecure or whatever. And it'll come back at you. But it can't get that foothold it used to get. And you can feel its desperation. You know, it wants, it desperately wants to claim back its territory, you know. But it can't get its claws in. And it's like it, it's, it just slides away and slides back down its little, its little hole. You can hear it going down, you know. You'll be sorry. And you can hear it down there. You can hear it, it recedes into the background. And you can hear it back there. But you can't make out what it's saying anymore because it's just fucking mumbling away. And when that, um, when that, like that mental terrorist sort of goes around the corner for a while, it's, it's like the curtain parts, you know, and a, a, it's just like this big space opens up and you're just there. And, um, you know, there's no, it's not like, there's no cosmic fireworks or any of that shit. This thing's got its feet like firmly planted on the ground and you're just there. Um, and to greet whatever shows up, you know. So you, um, you know, you get a whiff of the freshly cut grass that you walk past and you hear the details and the bird songs as you stroll past the tree, all that shit that's always been there, but you've never been available to it, you know. And it's just a really, yeah. a really sweet place to, to be operating from. And I think there's a, there's a real sweet spot in there too. And it, the sweet spot, it's, it's not knowing. It's not knowing. And that, that thing, that fuel that was driving that, you know, driving that, um, uh, that need to acquire something or get somewhere, that just fucking, the bottom of that just fucking drops completely out. And... Yeah, you do, yeah, there's no questions. The thought of questioning anything or to contemplating anything just, it seems ridiculous now, you know, it just seems stupid to even think about that, you know, and it's just, it's just a really, it's just a really sweet place to operate from. And um, 
you know, I know it's the message is king. You know, the message is king. You're right to say that um, um, it's not about the messenger, but I have to say, mate, that I'm really glad that I stumbled onto this and that you're around to deliver this thing in your own unique way because I can tell you, man, it's really in a very short period of time, it's had a profound effect on um, on this on Craig, so I just want to I just wanted to thank you for that and thank you for doing this and Mike and and everyone that shows up to these meetings and there's a really powerful thing exchange available you know and it, it's the Buddha the Buddha got through to the Buddha mate just a little bit you know and it's, there was a stirring back there and. It's just had, it's just had a really, a really profound effect. A real, but a really down to earth. It's the mundane shit, like you say. You're just present. You don't want anything. You don't need anything. And it's just, it's just fucking nice. So, I just wanted to say thanks. You know, sincerely. Well, yeah. Well, thank you, Craig, and I think we should end uh, on that note. <laughs> it can only go downhill from here. <laughs> no, I disagree. That sounded like a confirmation of seat assignment. <laughs> it's so uh, the the blind uh, archer never misses its mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a lot of faith in the message, yeah. Yeah, completely. It's sort of like the same thing I have with recovery, uh, being struck sober on, and I never, you know, I never thought that there was going to be a possibility that the thoughts about alcohol and drugs and acting out would be uh, so weak and tepid. I always thought I was going to have to fight it uh, because they were horrendously typhoonish when I was out there. I mean, the thoughts would rip me like a fucking razor. And the urge was so uh, driving. It was just, uh, and I thought any, any thoughts I had about relief uh, from that uh, were quite, quite uh, meager. I wasn't expecting much. I was just hoping that something could stop me from drinking a day at a time. Because I know I couldn't, and the police couldn't, and my mother couldn't. And, uh, and yet, I had an incredible demonstration because that radioactive isotope that just drove me was taken out. I didn't even know it. And then I haven't had a strong thought or a feeling of drug of drugs or alcohol for 33 years. So that opened up. Uh, I mean, my the telescope in my realm of possibility was pretty short sighted. Yeah, I wasn't seeing the extent of what's possible. <laughs> let, let me tell you that. And a couple of the events from that getting struck sober, the idea that uh, being convinced is the present tense state of this freedom. Uh, and then reading about Nizagadada and actually 
spending time with this guy Murdy who knew Nizagadada and that Nizagadada basically his whole thing was about faith or being convinced. He heard what the guru said and he took it to heart and bamo it became relevant, quite relevant to him. Yeah, so uh, yeah, and then the non-duality it was funny because in linear time the non-duality invitation came later but it was obviously before everything else yeah so in this dream this which is asked backwards i had to get sober first to hear the message of what's only the only thing that actually is so in time i had to have something happen before i could hear the message that nothing happens <laughs> so i'm really uh i'm preaching about this ass backward thing it's really profound that the the horse has never not been before the cart yet it has appeared to me most of the time in this life that it was yeah so uh the idea that the mental state claims what's happening and what's happening is like the starting it's like the starting gun of time right because for something to be happening there's a seeing of it and that triggers time the tick tock of duality starts there <laughs> and to have something that comes after the seeing become the more dominant emphasis which is the seer blows my mind because that's completely ass backwards it's the seeing that is that allows the idea of a seer to arise yet the, when the idea of the seer arises it says it's the seeing <laughs> i mean this that that blueprint is everywhere it's everywhere. That which comes after is implied to be before. Yeah, this it's everywhere. You'll see it. And to me, that's like the neon aspect of duality. You really see it from uh, before and after, backward, you know, ass backwardness. You're going, yet you're actually being moved from, you know, you think you have a whole story of where you're moving towards, but you're really, you're acting that activities are moving away. That's what it usually is. You're moving away from something and then we see our moving towards that goal. But basically the, the, the momentum is coming the other way. <laughs> so uh, I feel if you hear this message, stay with it, you'll probably see it in a similar manner. You'll see how why the Course in Miracles says you're not seeing shit is because you're seeing the past. You're seeing sort of from the past, looking at a future, and then... <laughs> uh, it's just uh, ass backwards, yeah? So what do we expect? What would, what would ensue in ass backwardness? A lot of, you know, fucking confusion and craziness and shit, yeah? Because... Uh, anything goes because we're thinking we're we're thinking we're arriving when that wanting to arrive is a form of leaving yeah you can't leave what you are but wanting to arrive at it in time is a, a form of leaving what you are you see it's all freaking bizarro world <laughs> <laughs>
So if you set, if it starts becoming clear in this own, your own dysfunctionality, you'll see it, it's superimposed everywhere else. Yeah. And it's almost like there's been a language being presented your whole life and you didn't have the key to sort of translate the hieroglyphics and the non-duality is that key to translate what was seen as hieroglyphics. We had no way, we couldn't make sense of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, if it if it doesn't click, if maybe now it clicks, but it doesn't click, 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 it will, don't worry. Yeah. There's a clicking and then it clicks and it clicks and then there's no clicking. Then there's a stream, so to speak. Yes, it's not broken anymore. It's not like you have interruptions and then a click. That happens maybe for a while and then it just streams. Yeah, so, yeah. And like uh, our friend just said, yeah, you have a seat assignment, you show up. Yeah, the action figure has its goals, but it's not to become a chariot of the gods. It's realized at best it's a, a work, it's a work truck, you know, <laughs> and it'll be put to good use, hopefully, or any use is good. So anyone else there would like to say something? Uh, yes, uh, William. William. Hey, Paul, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm trying to find you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, I had a question today about, it's a little bit, oh, it feels somehow, you see me? It, it feels somehow related to uh, your story of, you know, addiction and going through all that, um, which is, uh, you know, I'm not always, I, I'm not always coming from this place of understanding what I'm not and, and being what I am. Um, and I feel like when, when you talk about your story, of a lot of it comes from, or the, the solution for you was seeing what you're not. It seems like you're, the solution was ultimately putting the, the power in the hands that actually, you know, had a chance with doing the right thing with it, which is not your own hands. You know, you, you're not a good steward of your yes. life. Um, no. But, um, you know, I have like, I have problems. and things. So I worry that I, I just find, I know you're not advocating for this, but I, I see the, the risk of, of waiting around for the message to strike me and um, let it really settle in before I try to solve any of my problems. Because in my head, I guess, I imagine that when I finally become enlightened, everything's going to be fixed, <laughs> you know? Like, I won't have all, all sorts of bad habits, and I won't have to worry about... Well, you already are enlightened, and it ain't fixed, so we were wrong about that. <laughs> Chalk that up for them. <laughs> should I worry about, I mean, should I just you know, chop wood, carry water and keep, keep moving along and just kind of show up to these meetings? Or is that the advice to like, because I, I don't think it's an either or thing. I don't think it's an either or thing. And if, uh, and to, 
you know, like Ramana, that guy Ramesh was saying, you know, do you have a job and shit like that? Is, you know, are you taking care of, you know, you're, you're in Rome, you have to do as the Romans do. Are you, is that handled sufficiently? And then you're free to entertain these other ideas. It's not an either or, yeah? There's a taking care of business somewhat, and then there's the possibility of what's offered. Because at every moment, there's an activity that's implying you, not every moment, but most moments, and then there's you. So it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to have a specific activity to see what you're not. It's all activity, yeah? So... Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an either or it's sort of, yeah, I got to take care of business. Like in my little world, you know, I'm an older dude and stuff. And for some reason, I've just been able to make it through. But it was getting to the point where like before the pandemic, you know, I would get offers to go talk and make money. Yeah. And so therefore I responded. And then maybe in a few months, there was no more offers. Then I chilled out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then someone said, do you want to do this thing? All right. Yeah. And then that would set off. It was sort of like the fruit got low enough to grab. And then sometimes the fruits are high. So it's, you're meant to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a flavor of that down the road as I got older, where, you know, I started to be able to tell when I needed to do something and when I don't need to do something. So I would work and then I wouldn't work. Yeah. Make money, then I wouldn't make money and stuff like that. And it seemed to be sort of, at first it was maybe, it was, it was, uh, doubt would, would go along. Yeah. Thinking you got to do whatever. But after a while I learned that it worked. Yeah. Sort of like I learned, I never, uh, plan a trip, I buy a ticket, and then I go on the trip, yeah? If I sat around planning a trip, I'll never buy the ticket. <laughs> I just buy the ticket, and then I go on a trip, yeah? That's a, and things like that. I, I started to learn from there, and it seemed to work, so, yeah? Yeah, so, but, uh, and take counsel from other people, bro, yeah? People who have lived longer in Rome know maybe some of the side streets in Rome and they can tell you where to go and where not to go because they're familiar with Rome. <laughs> yeah. So I like I have a lot of masters in my life. I have car masters, mechanics. I have, yes, a lot of different masters because sometimes I come up against a wall and I don't have the information that seems to be a needed in the situation I'm in. Like some people who know about health more than I do and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, this isn't like a replacement. It's not an either or. It's sort of like, uh, yeah, I'm doing just like he said, uh, Ramesh, you know, you're at work, but you know, you have a home. Yeah. So that sense of what you are is what is goes to work with you. It goes to the temple with you. It goes when you're in repose. It goes when you're acting out, you know, working hard. Yeah, it's never not here. So you start to get familiar with it. You don't let the head be the one to tell you if you're close and far. You know that little game you used to play when you were a kid? 
cold, hot, and they would, don't, the head will do that all day. It will tell you, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer, oh, you're cold, you did something, you know what I mean? It's all, the, the thing doesn't have a clue what it's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm feeling upset. Who's that that's feeling upset? <laughs> we've just, we've been, we've been led by the nose for so long by this little mental activity. <laughs> like our friend just shared about very well. Yeah? Yeah, so... Uh, you can be sure, and not somewhere in the head, but you can be sure that you're always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary. You can be. It's, it's, not, it's not like you don't have to go through 38 Herculean tests or ordeals or tons of sacrifice you don't you can hit a point where you're convinced of a lot of stuff and then suddenly those little you know whack-a-moles there's less moles to whack yeah some of them don't, their heads don't come up anymore you know what i mean and then the, you see the game board for a, a different purpose than before i gotta whack these moles you know, you understand something, the mole never shows back up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The hole's there, but the mole ain't coming up. So, uh, and some of the non-duality convincing is futility. You know, the futileness of trying to use what you are to find what you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Ramana would say that futility or frustration as the greatest mystery being ourselves reality, wanting to attain reality, yeah? These are sort of the awakenings of non-duality. They're rude, yeah? And they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're about your incapability of getting something, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and like in AA, we have this thing, step one, and so obviously AA, the, the person thinks they're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, yeah? And they say, who wants to admit defeat? You know, what head wants to admit defeat? Yes. But that's really, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the point of salvation. Yeah. Because then that reliance that you don't even know is in all of this fucking activity of selfing. Yeah. When there's, um, when the defeat is admitted, that's something moves that faith now goes into the unknown into the no thing yeah and now you're walking around you may not have a big wad of money but you feel super secure during the day yes and maybe it would be nice to have a big wad of money also they're not ex they're not uh inclusive exclusive yes but the fact is there's an assurance where you are trying to grab one from anything that could give you an assurance. You ha you're in it. You're in one because things have become clear about what wasn't clear before. <laughs> it isn't like new clarity showed up. No, the clarity is there. You're now clear about things you weren't clear about. Yeah, yeah, and you're you know you're in that phase, bro, and it's. Uh, you know, as a young character, a lot of time, there's so much sincerity and earnestness, but there's also, you know, you're fucked up a little. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's fires that burn, and really the built-in spiritual 
uh, path in, in, in the world is getting old because a lot of your fiery desires get muted. <laughs> you know, you see, it's sort of like uh, you see a gazelle, but you don't want to marry the gazelle. You know, it's a beautiful, <laughs> yeah, you just sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so th wisdom comes from when the, uh, it's different to put your hand in the oven when it's hot. You get the muffin when it's cooler. <laughs> yeah. The muffin of wisdom, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I had a, you know, this life, I had a lot of, I had to have a lot of shit kicked out of me, literally and figuratively. <laughs> And I didn't die, obviously, and therefore some great possibilities ensued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really happy to see you, William. And, you know, don't use uh, spirituality as another stick to beat yourself up with. Yeah. Try to like easy does it if you can. You know, you're in good hands. And in most of the time, you don't even need to know you're in good hands. The fact is you're in good hands. Yeah. Trust someone else maybe concerning that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have Thank an you. you're going to have an interesting ride and you'll put be put to great use. So there you go. What more do you want? Really? Yeah, I'm happy to know you, William, and I hope some of the people and myself and this event will have a nice uh, effect on you that will last for for the rest of your life, really. Yeah. So I take that as an incredible privilege to to uh, talk with you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone else, Mike? You okay, William? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm good. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, William. Uh, there's no other hands up right now. I did, did want to say that uh, there's never been any moles. There's just been whacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's better to find out, not be said. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyone else i'm going to start saying hello to everyone michael z thank you mike for everything yes for all the service and just your uh very strange uh i don't know what how you yeah yeah strange <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> James, nice to see James J. Nice to see you, my friend. Sanda from the uh, the mother the mother continent. Nice to see you, Sanda. Yes, yes. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy, nice to, nice not to see you, Tommy. <laughs> but I know you're there. That's great. We got uh, Craig May. Craig, thanks for that share tonight. Yes, I'm very happy. Uh, 
you know, as an action figure, you can only hope after you are for sure that you are used for a lot of shitty things, that you're being used for some nice things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, we got Robert, Robert French, my main man in uh, New Zealand. Yeah. I got a feeling I'm going to meet you, Robert French. Next time, we, if we go to Australia, we'll stop in New Zealand first. Yeah. Yeah, I got the same feeling too, Paul. Good, man. It'll be a pleasure. Yeah. Yep. All right, William. Nice to see you again. Thank you for tonight. Yeah. PK, as always, my little Long Island comrade. Yes. Yeah. Living in Long Island sort of definitely creates a, it's sort of like being in a, a lifeboat after, a, after the ship sank. <laughs> like we say in AA, you have a connection with the people in the boat. Well, <laughs> to know a Long Islander, you need another Long Islander. All right. Nice to see you, brother. We got Kenneth from uh, Vancouver. Always a pleasure. Yes. He's going to be, he's becoming a, we got Mary G. Mary, Mary G. Nice to see you, honey. Alex from Hudson Valley. Always a great pleasure. As Z, as soon as I say goodbye, you better get in your car because I got to wait till you get here to eat. So let's go. Get in the car. I'm not getting off until I see you getting up. Hit the road. <laughs> Taj. I used to say Taj, but it's Tej. Tej is a wonderful character. I've had the pleasure of having coffee with him and his, his I don't know, ex-wife or wife or someone. Yeah. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Jacob Paul. from Seattle. Fantastic. Yes, see you, bro. Anu, as always. I heard all you chirpers in a Course of Miracles meeting last night. When uh, we, I had to drive the car home from the airport with Mike in the back on the uh, thing. Yeah. I got a lot. I'm going to have to talk to every one of you personally. Yeah. Soon. We got Kerry. Kerry and Judith. Judith, Judith, Judith. Are you all right? You're tired? Resting? I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. No, but we keep going. We have our Paul Heatherman coming to the to visit in January, so we got to get busy. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, let us know so we can uh, buy the tickets and stuff. Okay, I will. Yeah, I we're will. looking forward to it. Yeah. Me too, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it'll be great. Yes, mm. fantastic. All right. And Kerry, always pleasure. It'll be nice to meet you, Kerry, too. Yeah. We got David B. Yeah, there he is. Nice to see you, David. Always a pleasure. We have Caitlin from uh, Romania. Very nice Thank to you. see you. He's living. Thank you. He has his uh, post-birthday post, post party meeting. Yes, there he is. <laughs> nice to see you, my friend. Thank you. I wanted to share something. With, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go now. Yeah, go now. Uh, as long as Z left, I'll 
I don't care. The thing can go on for at least another 20 minutes. Z left, so dinner will be ready. Yeah. It's about so go story. ahead. It's about a story I found. <clears throat> and I find it that uh, illustrates very well uh, what happened. So I don't know if you know the story of uh, the goose with the golden egg. The goose and the golden egg, yeah. <laughs> vaguely. Yeah, golden egg. There was a goose that laid golden eggs every day. And uh, the owner uh, at one point uh, wanted to find out, find the source and uh, cut the, the goose and couldn't find anything there. So I think this illustrates very well uh, how uh, we think linearly and try to find uh, try to find ourselves what yes how to say in in linear time or uh, by cutting <laughs> cutting the goods but the golden eggs are not coming from from that. the miracle of the golden eggs is not is not uh, coming linearly through the through the goods. <laughs> And uh, somehow I felt this like uh, our being, our being is like this golden egg. It's not, uh, it's not from linear time. So uh, it's useless to to, uh, to go that way <laughs> and yes. cut or search linearly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a good story because uh, you're using the source to look for the source. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, that's uh, that's uh, and and because we're sort of uh, used to wearing glasses of time, we don't recognize the timeless fact. So we keep looking for ourselves. Uh, yeah. In real and. Uh, so when there's a, a sense of mind, not of time, you finally see what used to where you used to look from. Yeah. And you see that it is foreign to the yeah, it is made up and yeah, yeah, that's the point. And so hopefully, no matter if it's if it's uh super clear or weak, we'll just reinforce it every week. Yes, yes, just keep sharing and sharing and sharing. Yeah. Yeah, because repetition can be used to do one thing or another. Yeah, you, you can reinforce uh, something that's not true, or you can reinforce something that's not true by reinforcing the fact of what's, uh, you know, something that is true by reinforcing the fact that, of what's not true. Yeah, by yeah. seeing what you're not, yeah. you'll find out what you're what, Yeah. What doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yes. So thanks, bro. It was nice to see you. And uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, we got Susanna W. Nice to see you, honey. You'll have to call, come over here one day soon. Yes? Yeah. Or come to the meeting in Marin City. We're doing them live now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We got Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. We got Reed. Nice to see you, Reed. Yeah. 
Johannes from Germany, always a pleasure. He's been here since the first time, I think, Johannes. There he is. He just entered. There he is. Nice to see you. Again, we got uh, Jyoti. I hope I said that right. Jyoti, nice to see you, my friend. Yeah. We got a Miss Amelia. She's uh, manning the kitchen. She cooked up a storm. Yeah. We got Nina. Very clear, not Mina, nor Tina, but Nina. And Nina's running something. If anyone's interested, maybe you can go through Mike or or uh, Nina. We're going to have a, a two-day event in December, around December 11th, in where I live. So we're going to have about three talks, and people from the Zoom are going to come and visit. And, uh, yeah, so if anyone's interested, I think Mike and... And Nina know more of it about it than I do. Yeah. Although you got to decide yes, the times. You, you got to decide the times you want to do the talk because that's the only other thing I can put up on the website. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, we'll do two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Yeah, just tell me the times yeah. and then I can add that to the site. All right, I'll, I'll work on that tonight. All right, yeah. All right, well, we got Sue K here. See you, Nina. Thank you. We got uh, Sanda over in India. We got some phone numbers. I don't know what that is. And uh, just, uh, just nice to see everybody. I see my friend from uh, Melbourne's here. No, maybe. No, I haven't seen him. Well, if he is, I say hello. Thank you, everyone. See you guys. See you new, everyone. Yeah, Thank Judith. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Bye.